Breakfast Business with Enterprise Ireland on News Talk. For last November, the EU passed legislation called the Digital Services Act, which applied new stricter controls on all content published in Europe by the big social media giants aimed at preventing abuse, harm and mis-selling. Now, in the next stage of the DSA, the Internal Markets Commissioner Thierry Breton has designated or listed those 19 big technology companies, including Meta and Google, that will face these new changes. So, for example, the algorithms which decide what we see and read on those sites and others will be inspected by the Commission's own in-house experts at the EU's new Centre for Algorithmic Transparency. Johannes Barke works for the European Commission in the digital economy space and is on the line. Guten Morgen, Johannes. Yeah, good morning. Good morning. Yeah, first of all, can you remind us, Johannes, about the Digital Services Act and what it expects from big technology companies? Yeah, I think it's a very important uh, milestone in the in the legislation, uh, as you rightly said. I mean, uh, also, I mean, proposed two years ago, uh, two, December 2020, and agreed uh, in record time. What it wants is to balance, on the one hand, uh, the freedoms that you have online, freedom of speech, <clears throat> with, uh, you know, uh, basically the responsibilities that platforms have, because many of them are very big, and uh, so they became a bit big, sorry, a bit too big to care in a way, and that that is something that has to stop. Um, so they get the bigger they are, the more responsibilities they get, and the biggest responsibilities these are for those very large online platforms that you have signed at the nineteen that we have designated now. Yes. So one, yeah. Sorry. No, I was just going to say um, the, the, the plans basically give them a lot more. Uh, the the onus of responsibility has now on those nineteen shoulders, um, so called fangs, the, the nickname for the big technology giants. Um, but they they resisted the Digital Services Act, didn't they? They didn't really like it at all. Yeah. Look, I mean, yes, of course, there is resistance always when there's regulation. But on the, on the other hand, we are a big market. We have 450 million consumers, potential users. Um, so there's also an advantage if you have rules that are all the same, you're right, across the single market. Because we have seen uh, rules popping up here and there uh, in Europe. And then it's much more complicated if you need to comply with these different rules in different countries. Now, um, one thing that is very important is that these platforms now have four months to comply with the DSA. Uh, but for smaller platforms, there's a bit more time. These 19, they now need to uh, need to really uh, get their act together and and then change the way they work. Um, like if you, I mean, one thing is they need uh, to look at their systemic risk. So what is my systemic risk? And it might be different for TikTok than uh, for, for Facebook or Twitter or uh, Amazon Marketplace uh, and, and so on. So they all have different individual uh, situations, uh, but they have all the same obligations to look at risks to illegal content, illegal products, uh, disinformation, uh, harm to minors, and so on. And they need to come forward with, with you know, an analysis and a plan. There will be an independent audit, and then, as you say, if we have doubts, we can always inspect ourselves the algorithms and then have them checked in our transparency center in Sevilla. So um, the big platforms, including Twitter and Facebook and Google, etc., they have a couple of months. Uh, to get their act together, and then you will start. You will start um, testing to see whether they're in breach of the Digital Services Act. So they can they can be in breach at the moment, but they won't be allowed uh, at the end of the year. Yeah, that's the, <clears throat> apologies. Exactly. I mean, the legislation um, is applicable from four months from yesterday. So uh, to them. Um, so, of course, at the moment, we, it's not yet applicable, but it's not a lot of time for them to. So I, I'll give you another example. I mean, 
you will be, be able to see why content is recommended to you. Advertisement needs to be labeled. You cannot be profiled based on sensitive data. Minors cannot be profiled. Um, there's many of these provisions which you will be, really see um, on, I mean, on the first day when, when the obligations enter into application and, and they need to be respected. So every user will, will see that. Also, the, the terms and conditions need to be, you know, phrased in a way that you actually understand it and I understand it. And if your service is targeted to minors, well, then a minor need to understand it, you know. So there will be a lot of changes to be done um, for them in the next uh, four months until uh, the end of August. Now, two weeks ago, the former Russian president, uh, Medvedev, uh, used Twitter to call upon the complete removal of Ukraine as a country from the planet. I reported it to, to Twitter as harmful contact content, mm. but Twitter said it didn't breach any of its rules. Now, in four months' time, will if it is in breach of rules, what will the EU do? I mean... <clears throat> Our um, job is, of course, not to look at each individual post, right, and each individual, individual account. What, what we will do is to look at the, you know, the um, the systems. So, is the system as such designed to uh, to cope with this, and, and is the platform, um, uh, you know, honoring its obligation, uh, meeting its obligations? In in your uh, concrete case, um, you should have had, in, or you will have, an easy uh, way to actually re report it. For example, you will need to get a, a reply also, you know. But if, on the other hand, you post something with, which, which I report, but I'm wrong, then you will need to get an easy uh, way to reinstate your content. Also, this is, you know, on the other hand, um, of course, there is that we sometimes see an over-removal. So all this we will need to check, or we will check, whether uh, the platforms, you know, met them, I mean, are in compliance with the rules. And um, if there are systemic failure, well, then we have we have the possibilities to you know, get the algorithms, we have the possibility uh, to, um, for fines until 6% of worldwide global turnover. And if there's really like a systematic and persistent breach, we can even go until uh, the temporary suspension of a service. But this is, of course, an ultima ratio. Oh, so um, so there's, there's, a, there's a lot of teeth also in this industry. Yes, so, so, just, so 6% of global turnover for companies yeah. like Meta and, and Google is <laughs> hundreds of billions of dollars. So that's a potentially huge threat, which though it probably will never be implemented. Um, tell us more about the Centre for Algorithmic Transparency. Who will be in it and how independent will it be of politicians? Yeah, no, I think it's a, it's an, a very exciting um, centre that we inaugurated last week. Um, for the moment, there's 30 um, specialists. These are data analysts, but also social scientists and uh, with different, different, uh, from different walks of life, but all specialized in, in the way algorithms work. Um, because you need to look at it from, from different angles. You need to look at the business models. You need to look at the, you know, the social behavior uh, of you and me and everybody else on the platforms. Why do people spend their time there? Because the idea is that, of course, you spend a lot of time there. Um, and the idea is to make money with it. And of course, you need to look at the, the technical you know, the technical aspects. And um, they have basically two two jobs in a way. On the one hand, to look at the algorithms or specific platforms that we ask them to look at, and the or that we, the commission, the, the regulator side of the commission is asking them to look at. And on the other hand, also to more generally um, drive forward the, the studies on algorithms since this is a very fast-moving field and also to create networks with other uh, with other colleagues. There's, for example, a French center working on this already so they have now a partnership to, to share the knowledge. But uh, yes. polit yeah. politicians cannot impact or, or, or um, put pressure on this centre. No, it's, you know, it's designed in a way that this is not 
I mean, it's within the commission, but it's within a different directorate general. And the idea is really to support, I mean, the regulator side of the commission with uh, scientific expertise, but uh, in an independent way. Yes. Okay. Johannes, thank you so much. Vielen Dank. That's Johannes Barker from the European Commission in the Digital Economy Space. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR. Weekday mornings at 7 on News Talk.